Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, your comedian and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. All right, it's a big crowd gathering for the show today. It's packed. Uh, you know, there's it's it's huge. Uh, there there are more people in our chat room already than there were at Donald Trump's uh, gymnasium. I, I have to do air quotes, I suppose. Rally in uh, Iowa. Rally. He did a couple in a day, which always shows you. you uh, remember when Trump was bragging that he had to do like five? Uh, he did five rallies in one day on the final day of 2020 of the election, you know, like he's just bringing it home again. All of them were in Florida within driving distance of his house, but still, you know, and it was, you know, 60% of the people at each rally were the same people. Like there was enough distance between them to like most of them were front row Joe's that kind of thing. They're just racing to another one. Well, he's now having to do that for the Iowa caucuses. That's not good. That's, that you know, uh, it, for all the wailing and gnashing of tw- teeth between uh, former Epstein plane passenger uh, RFK Jr. and uh, and you know and Crystal Light um, Marianne Williamson arguing that Biden should have a oh my gosh Hal Vickery with the super oh, chat right out of the gate bless you so much oh it's so sweet yeah, right out of the Moore's buying memberships for people oh. out there. So sweet. Thank you guys for supporting the show and making us uh, able to show up here. So the um, so, you know, when you were when you got 98 percent of the Republican vote in 2020 and now you have to do like three, four rallies, you know, in a week in Iowa just to make sure you own the caucuses when you allegedly think you're, you know, 60 points ahead or whatever story he's telling. I I got to kind of call BS. And I have by the way. That we're going to definitely talk about the Epstein information that came out this week. And certainly in contrast to for for the record, uh, there were a couple of additional trips that we now know of that Donald Trump took with Jeffrey Epstein uh, with Jeffrey Epstein that we did not know of before. Um, We now, of course, know that uh, Donald Trump always seems to live within a 10 minute cab ride of Jeffrey Epstein. That's kind of weird. And I personally found out why Jeffrey Epstein and Donald Trump had a falling out. I had bought, you know, if not hook line, uh, probably just the sinker, the story that somehow he had had a uh, an issue. This is this was the scuttlebutt that a a, a local rich dude member of Mar-a-Lago, his daughter came to. Mar-a-Lago and Epstein hit on her. And that was Trump's last straw. Right. So it paints that story had been floated for quite a while. And I'd heard it multiple times. And I just kind of took it as, you know, not as gospel, but as this, you know, the standard line or at least what we were aware of. Yeah, it turns out that's not at all. That's just a story made up to to paint Donald Trump as some sort of a hero who had some kind of a line like and apparently the line is you can. You can sexually assault all the high school girls in the area just as long as you don't mess with the money makers at my club. That seemed to be the the ethical standard. But even that, he was running interference for the daughter of a uh, of a member of Mar-a-Lago that allegedly Epstein had fallen for. Mm, that 
I'm just going to tease you with it. I'll tell you about that in the next segment. No, that's not at all what happened. And it's tied to one of the biggest real estate scandals we heard of during the Trump administration. And that's saying a lot. Oh, oh my gosh. We got another uh, super chat from uh, Tamal622. Thank you so much. Helping us buy Tamale. Tamale 22. Hot tamale. Yeah. Well, chili today and hot tamale, as my mom always says uh, whenever we're having Mexican food. Um, Peter Campbell. Let's let's jump right in and uh, just address Trump's uh, intellectual decline. This is Donald Trump on the power of magnets. It didn't work. They had an almost billion dollar cost overrun on the magnetic elevators. Think of it. Magnets. Now, all I know about magnets is this. Give me a glass of water. Let me drop it on the magnets. That's the end of the magnets. Why didn't they use what John Deere? Why didn't they bring in the John Deere people? Do you like John Deere? I like John Deere. It didn't work. So uh, apparently the elevators on our battleship should be not run through maglev. They should be run by tractors. We should just have a tractor pull the elevator up and down. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I, water I somehow ruins stops magnets. magnets from working. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that. Uh, yes, it's stupid. Yeah. I, and here's the thing. I actually know what he was trying to say. And I should I shouldn't be the What's one that has to translate. OK, so the um, instead of a catapult system on the battleships to launch airplanes in the air, they're using they, they've been trying to switch over to this magnetic system. And it okay. it's, it's just been difficult over time. Yeah. And the and the guys who work on it specifically are like, if there's something wrong with this, it's not very technical. We just hammer it back into place and off we go. Like it's like it's a plot point in, uh, you know, under uh, under siege. Oh, yeah. Remember that where the flaps oh, yeah. wouldn't go down on the submarine. Right. It's like that. And and he seems to think, by the way, that all like soldiers and auto workers are all grease monkeys and they're stupid. Like they can't. That's why we can't make electric cars in the United States, because, you know, he thinks mechanics are people with a wrench in their hand and and mud on their face and, you know, grease on their face. And they're just all dumb. They went to shop class and they're meant to work for him. Like so he can't imagine them transitioning to, you know, working alongside robots and stuff, which they have been doing for decades. But anyways, so. Um, in this switchover on the battleship, it's just it, it. There was a cost overrun. It took a long time because the safety of our soldiers matters to us, <laughs> and um, and and along with it, where I guess the elevators running on a similar system or whatever. Because if you have that system, it's easy to use it all the time, and it's not that weird. Well, he seems to think that the electrical system that runs the the ship itself. That would power these things. If it gets wet, it won't work. And I, I don't know if he's met, ever met anyone from the Navy, but these people are pretty, pretty comfortable around water, most of them, and are aware. Never mind; these are nuclear-powered vehicles. You know, these these ships are. <laughs> it's, uh, anyways. Uh, and the next thing we're going to see is he goes. All I know is about uranium is you get it wet and it, it and it stops glowing. Like that's uh. that's that's the. That's the bro. Okay. Another one. Um, apparently, this is a sir story. Get ready. First, they say, sir, how do you do it? How do you wake up in the morning and put on your pants? And I say, well, I don't think about it too much. I don't want to think about it because if I think about it too much, maybe I won't want to do it. But I love it because we're going to do something for this country that's never been done before because this country is finished. If we don't win... 
if he doesn't get up and put his pants on in the morning, we're finished as a country. Okay. Good thing he doesn't um, think about his pants. That makes two of us. Yeah, right. Now he's ma- now he's got us all to think about it, and that's just rude. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Wes, um, for the super chat. And by the way, uh, we're here every Saturday on uh, WCBT. We yeah, weren't we last week because uh, we had to do a best of because my, my dad's dog had was uh, left this world the day before. Yeah. And the whole family was there for it, and uh, and I had a travel day on the same day that that next day, and mixing the two and hanging out with the family after that, yeah, it was just a lot. So I appreciate yeah. everybody's patience in that regard. I'll try and you know preload some best ofs in case we need them in the future. But um, okay, uh, w- let's take a break uh, uh, in a moment, and I want to tell you like the Epstein documents that came out, part of what I become aware of in reading them and I'm going blind reading the, like the amount of text in the last couple of days. Cause I get up early in the morning and it, I'm reading it on an iPad in low light. I know it's bad. And I'm just, you know, I get caught up in it. And then I look up and it's been two hours and I've been up since, mm-hmm. you know, four in the morning looking over this stuff and it's horrifying. But I discovered a couple of details <laughs> around a couple of stories that I don't know that anybody else has noticed. And a lot of it has to, here's your, here's your, uh, here's your hint, China money. Um, that, oh, that, yeah. that there's part of it has to do with that. And the other has to do with his, uh, I guess, uh, neighborhood proximity to Jeffrey Epstein and the sale of a piece of property that Trump owned to a Russian oligarch all tied Ooh. together. Wouldn't you know it? What are the odds that they're, you know, they're looking at Hunter Biden's, the fake Hunter Biden laptop trying to find stuff about this when really they just have to look at Trump's taxes that he filed himself and old stories that he was, that Trump was proud of at one point and is now trying to pretend never happened. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCVD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Now with 100% more, Johnny Million. Welcome back to the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. So, um, a couple of a couple of big stories came out during the uh, I, that I should have, in any you know on on a normal Earth, would have drawn the attention of regulators and government officials, and the general public would have uh, had issues with it, right? Uh, one of them being, of course, Jared Kushner's sweetheart deal with a Chinese company, basically bail him out of 666 Fifth Avenue, right? While Trump is president. That's and and allowing to, him to keep a, a partial stake in it with no money down in it, basically a fifth of the debt that he had and still maintaining control of it, which I mean, that's who among us gets a deal like that, right? Then we finally get Trump's taxes, and he's got all these bank accounts in foreign countries. He's got one in Azerbaijan. He's got one in Brazil, Canada, China, Dominican Republic, Georgia, Grenada, India, Indonesia, Ireland, Israel, Mexico, Panama, Philippines, Puerto Rico, Qatar, South Korea, St. Martin, St. Vincent, Turkey, and the UAE and the United Kingdom. Holy um, Yeah. Now, during... Trump's first year in office in the February after he was inaugurated. Um, I don't know if people remember this. And it was a story that was in the New York Post and a couple other places. It was a a a Chinese woman who has ties to Chinese intelligence, specifically operates one of their kind of cultural 
um, smokescreen arms. I mean, it's not even it's not even a question that she's linked with Chinese intelligence. That's the point. She had an apartment in Trump Tower for years already, starting in 2000, 2004, about 2004, uh, that she paid about five million dollars for. Interestingly, around the same price that Yi Jianming, the guy who uh, from CEFC, who was trying to get into business with Hunter Biden, then fell through because he would not set up a U.S. Go- uh, like company inside the U.S. under American SEC rules, so the deal fell apart because Hunter Biden insisted on it. <laughs> the one thing they wash over in all this China money talk. Uh, Donald Trump had no problem selling that guy a five million dollar no show apartment in Trump World Tower across from the UN. So this guy basically had an just an empty drop off the key and use it whenever you want. It, no one's in there ever apartment. That this guy paid Donald Trump $5 million for an apartment that he never set foot in. Well, this lady had one, same thing, in Trump Tower. And in February of 2017, she decided it was time for an upgrade. So she bought a bigger apartment in Trump Tower. She mm. she moved. Now that he's president, she's going to buy a, a bigger place. It yeah. was, it, she, the apartment she bought was Ivanka and Jared's apartment. Okay. And she paid $2 million more for it than a larger apartment, one fo- floor below, had gone for the, the year previous. Just dropped $2 million bucks on it. No, no market reason for it. Wasn't like a bidding war. Just bought a, just dumped $17.5 million somewhere around there. So it was, no, sorry, 15.8 million. The 17.5 million was the later that same year, the money that Trump got in his magic Chinese bank account that he took 15, uh, 50 million out of. And then I guess left the other to hold it there sitting on it out of the country, like bug out money or something. So that's, that seems kind of hinky. Don't you think Johnny million, you know, you pay $2 million uh, more than asking price. Like some kind of laundromat thing happening. Oh, well, certainly if you've got bank accounts in St. Martin and St. Vincent, if you ever look up the, uh, there's a a country called, uh, a website called knowyourcountry.com that lets you know kind of the corruption index of where you might live. St. Martin and St. Vincent, I loaded them in our, uh, our notes for you to take a look at today. Uh, their biggest problem, what do, you, what do you think St. Martin and St. Vincent are most known for, besides the tourism and beachness, beachy people? That's Money laundering. Bank it's, accounts. Yeah, yeah, right. That's that's exactly what they're for. That's the only thing they're for. That, and that's the thing that they never seem to be able to. They're always going to get a handle on it, and they never do. Um, okay. So that's that's pretty hinky. But that's, in the world of a billionaire, what's, what's a $15 million apartment? Closer to his place, one floor away. <laughs> it's not like you could put listening devices through the floor. Um, anyways, so remember the story of the Russian oligarch that bought this uh, this like dead house from uh, from Trump. This one he bought it for forty one million dollars. Remember, and he mm. it, it wouldn't move. And then he finally sold it for ninety eight million. No oh other my. property. Right. Remember that? I do. Remember and he this. was. Yeah. No other no other property in the area was going for that. The guy just paid him straight out. 
and then bulldozed the place, basically knocked it down, never lived in the house. Um, and, on you know, and, and it was this plot of land was known for having a 180 degree view of the sea, which I think any house that's wider than it is deep in terms of where it is on the street has that of if it's on the beach anywhere. Yeah. That's how that's how degrees work. Call me silly. But this house in particular is close to Mar-a-Lago. Trump paid, if you'll recall, uh, $41 million for it and and then sold it for an exorbitant amount, 98 to this guy who never owned it. Okay. Do you know how he came about buying that house? Oh, no. Um, it was a, there was a bidding war. It was, uh, there were, the person who had lived there was, had gone bankrupt. And it was one of these, it, Trump buys up these like rich mortgage, like these, these rich houses, um, like that have gone into foreclosure. That's how he got Mar-a-Lago. That's how, that's, that's, that's his business plan for Florida is basically wait for somebody rich to kick off. Um, yeah. or go broke because they're too old to run their business anymore and their kids are idiots. You know, it, it, they've got a family full of Eric's and they, right. and he knows it's going to happen to him one day. That's the funny part. Like he's super aware that there, there's going to be fire sales of all these properties once he's gone or close yeah. to gone, which he kind of is. Uh, if, you know, if the magnet comment is any indication. Okay. But he was, he wanted this piece of property and he was, doing all these kind of manipulations to try and elbow out anybody else who was trying to negotiate for it. But there was one other person who wanted the property as much as he did and kept and, and was present during the auction. Trump was apparently on the phone. His lawyer was president president mm. and uh, this other fella and his lawyer were in the room. And then there was another bidder that didn't want to be named in the process who was away or whatever, who, you know, bid a little bit, but then bugged out early. But it came down to these two guys, these two guys jockeying for this one piece of property, this piece of property that Donald Trump would buy effectively at fire sale prices and sell to a Russian oligarch for way more money than it was worth uh, a couple of years later. That other fella that was jockeying for that, has his name has come up in the news lately. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. It was Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, um, when he first he came in with his lawyer in this auction and was in the room because he knew Trump couldn't be there. And he tried to get like this rule that Trump ref had refused to pay for some sort of title insurance or wouldn't do it. And so the deal shouldn't be allowed to go through and he should be able to buy it. And that was Jeffrey Epstein's, Epstein's first move at trying to buy this property was basically tried to use a, a technicality in how the deal had initially been drafted and how the auction worked to muscle Trump out so that he couldn't even bid. Hmm. And, and it didn't work. And so Epstein just started pumping the price up. He started like raising it. Trump thought he was going to get this property for somewhere like $30 million. And it ended up costing him $11 million more because he was fighting with Jeffrey Epstein over this piece of property. And they never spoke after. Trump left him, well, Trump left him two angry voicemails after that, apparently. And that was it. It wasn't because he was concerned about Epstein and his behavior. It wasn't because he was protecting one of his members' daughters from, you know, Epstein showing up and being a creep. It's because Epstein cost him $10 million by playing up 
by, by pushing up the price of this property in the auction. The piece of property that he would sell, um, that he would uh, ultimately sell to a Russian. Um, oh, there's Boston Brian waiting in the wings. I see him. Yay. There he is. He's going to be joining us right after the break. Um, and I'm, I'm sure he'll have something to say in this. I'm going to mute him for a second so we don't hear my feedback. But um, <clears throat> there is there is no... There is no falling out over ethics. There is no moment where Donald Trump came to his senses about Jeffrey Epstein. And four months after this deal, four months after this auction, where Trump got mad because Jeffrey Epstein wanted this property and made him pay another $11 million for it, calls started coming in that, that Epstein was into what he was into and his legal trouble starts. Uh, and it's as if... The blackmailer finally got it turned on him like Trump. I wouldn't doubt that John Barron called the police on Jeffrey Epstein, not because he was offended by what Jeffrey Epstein was doing, but because of the he cost him eleven million dollars, which I got to say, amongst billionaires. It seems kind of petty. I mean, I guess if you're the Dukes in trading places, a dollar's a dollar's a dollar. but. That was enough. That that was the separating point. And it was over the house that Trump sold to a Russian oligarch for double its its worth and and that the guy ultimately bulldozed. You're welcome. I I it I in my digging around about Trump's, you know, Chinese bank accounts and all that kind of stuff, I came upon a myriad of stories about that sale point, including one which uh, lays out the whole tale of this sale before Trump was president. I'm going to I'm going to have to like start. I'm going to pump out all these links I found today on my uh, on my Exeter account and and other things just to let people in. But right after the break, uh, Boston Bryant's going to be joining us. And then uh, at the hour, I think Phil is with us, um, if I'm not mistaken, Andrea. But we'll see. We'll be back right after this. It's the Health Park Radio program. Mega worldwide. You're locked into the House Parks Radio program. Mega worldwide. Well, joining us early in a big surprise is our dear friend Boston Brian, uh, because I, I believe is it that Phil can't be here today, so you're you're kind of picking up the slack, so we can talk about Ukraine at that point uh, at the at, in the second hour, along with some of the stuff that's going on. Obviously, Hezbollah bombed uh, the north of Israel this morning, and the uh, the sinking of the Houthi boats that were attacking uh, shipping vessels over the last couple of weeks is major news um, in terms of and and a lot of people are like, it's an escalation, we're escalating, are we escalating? No. No, that's I mean, this is the kind of stuff that happens in that region of the world all the time. There's a little more of it, but not significantly. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, And uh, yes, Sean is correct. There is no Boston Brian laptop. Um, I want to remind everybody of that. And also, (laughs) if I may uh, remind you to follow Boston Brian on all of his social medias uh, as Dem Boston Brian. And then, of course, on the My Touch Network, he does videos and he's on TikTok, even against my advice. And Johnny Million is on YouTube and Twitch at It's Johnny Million. It's, it's right. Johnny Million. And um, OK, so <laughs> if I may, <clears throat> the um, I don't know if you, how much you heard, uh, Boston Brian, of the story I was telling um, before we went to break about this, the Trump 
built, you know, that house he sold in Florida for $98 million to a Russian oligarch. Uh, this, uh, this guy, uh, Dmitry Rybolovlev, um, is the reason he fell at Rybolovlev, um, is the reason he had a falling out with Donald Trump. That's what they fought over. Not morals, ethics. He had no problem with this dude until the dude cost him, you know, $11 million. So money as usual was the yep. factor. Yep. The only motivate the single motivating factor. Again, he left him two angry messages about it and then never talked to him again. Also, uh, by the way, some people are worried that Trump is uh, losing his mind. And uh, I want to. Uh, well, here's what he says. But I'm 100 percent up here. I feel I'm better than I was 25 years ago. I think I'd know it. I think I'd know. It. I really maybe you, maybe, you know, it, but you don't want to know it. You know, that could be also like that. But I think I'd know it. You know, when you say it. what he means is I think I'd know it if I was cognitively in decline. He pointed right. at his head. Yes, that's that why all those people with dementia find themselves walking around nowhere. But they know they're walking around nowhere. So they right. keep doing it. They, they're right. they're they, able they, to they know are. that they're doing it. They're just not able to stop themselves from doing it. That's right. And they and they can they all learn how to say I have dementia in in every language on Earth easily because communicating that idea it gets easier when you have it. It's just. But then again, you can't lose point. what you never had. Yeah, well, that's I mean, his argument that he's better than he was 25 years ago is very strange, because if you'll recall, 25 years ago and or so uh, is around the time when he was saying he saw people dancing on rooftops after 9-11. So and that he was down there clearing rubble, which he didn't do. Which so then maybe made his building one of the tallest in the area, which right. was definitely yeah, something that's, that's, that we should have been focusing on during the time. Right. With 3000 dead people and and uh, terrorism uh, and, and other warnings and planes crashing and stuff like that. And it, yeah, but this this makes a lot of sense for him. So. You uh, you I, I have no doubt. You saw that uh, $7.8 million number that they floated this week about his, you know, the money he got from Russia and from, or sorry, from China and like two other small countries. The, the majority of it, 5.5 million of it came from, uh, you know, from China while he was president. And the, the, that was largely in like buying out floors of his hotels right. and no Classic one was in laundering. them. Yeah, Right. Which is pretty easy in real estate, I I guess. Is uh, well, it's like what the mob used to do. Uh, you know, you used to have to pay the mob that controlled all these construction areas exorbitant prices, um, and if you didn't, the corrupt uh, you know officials in town hall wouldn't wouldn't let the permits go through, or mm -hmm. you know the corrupt scaffolding people wouldn't give you the scaffolding you needed to complete the jobs. So in essence, you were paying them you know seven to ten times what the job actually should cost you in order for them to wash their money through um, a legitimate. Business business uh so i mean right. it's no different he, he runs himself like a like a like a dumb mob boss in my opinion anyway well yeah trump list trump listed his uh chinese bank account in one of his you know in one of his earlier prospectuses and this is how we know about it that one that he had 17 million dollars in it the one that's for his trump international hotel corporation or whatever the, the one he had in china and we know about it because he needed it as an asset in some of the filings that we now know he was fraudulently inflating like adding 10 floors to one of his buildings you know the 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 trump wall street wherever that is trump you know 40 wall street that right. building has 10 floors fewer than he told investors it had i don't know what in the world 
how how you don't check that out. But apparently, uh, it, it it was just the grease numbers. To, I guess for the for Deutsche Bank, he or uses something, one like, lie about his net worth or like prices yeah. of property, and then uses that as leverage to then lie about something else to gain more yeah. leverage somewhere else. Like he did with the Forbes magazine, he lied his way into the Forbes magazine and then tried bringing the Forbes magazine into the NFL meetings to try to show mm-hmm. these NFL teams that he was worth enough money to be able to purchase the teams, but he was never worth that much in the first place. You right. know what I mean? So it's like he uses one lie to, as a stepping stool to, to, to get onto the next level. And then once he's on that next level, he can use the fact that he's on the next level as justification to get on to the next level. And he just... He wasn't even at right. the first level to begin with. <laughs> right. Well, and, and again, that's I mean, there was always he had a foundation of his father's money and his father's business that he could stand on. He was born into it. It's a second generation rich kid. That's I mean, at his essence, that's the thing that I don't think people I, I recognize enough. You know, like, he, you know, one of these guys who was like born on third base and thought he hit right. a triple that kind of thing. I situation. think he ha- hated that fact, though, that it was attributed to his father and not his oh, sure. successes in particular. Well, he had a, you know, whatever, a hundred million dollars or $100,000 salary when he was like 11 years old because right. his dad wow. used him as a tax dodge. It's kind of where he learned it from. And he was hanging out with people like Roy Cohn and the like during the 80s and Jeffrey Epstein um, and Alan Dershowitz, who um, I, did you get a chance to look through any of the, the Epstein docs? Have you dug into that did stuff I, at all? Did oh, I look through it? And what's the weird, the weird part about me is, is you have – like I uh, was watching uh, the two speeches Trump gave yesterday and RSBN was literally touting the information that came out as like uh, uh, exoneration like, for Donald right. Trump. And I'm like, did you not see his name on the flight log seven times? I yeah. mean, I don't I, I, I don't know. And I they you know, I saw the thing that uh, Don Jr. posted that was supposedly a witness saying that they never saw his father at at the island. But. I mean, people do know that things were taking place in other uh, locations than the island that Jeffrey Epstein right. is, was known for. I mean, that wasn't right. the only place that uh, shady dealings were going down. I mean, that's the main, probably the main thing that everybody thinks of. But there was a lot of other places and hotels and, and, and you know, luxury apartments and condos that these things were going down in, too. Right. And are, when do you think we're going to see the Trump airplane flight logs or the chartered plane flight logs that went? Because here's the thing. It's one thing to get the flight logs of Jeffrey Epstein's actual plane and the name Lolita Express, you know, and all that stuff draws a lot of attention to that particular plane. But it wasn't the only plane that landed there. Exactly. And it, wasn't the only, uh, it wasn't the only aircraft or boat that took off from there. So that, I think, is the next step. I think the next step has to be. We need records from that airport, from the little St. James airport, because that's the part when you if you think some people were sweating it about being on his plane, wait till they get those kind of documents. And again, Trump had his own plane. Juan Alessi, the guy who. That's exactly right. I was going to say the same thing. There's other people in the same orbit that own planes as well. So it's not like they were all just going to take Jeffrey Epstein's plane every single time. Yeah. And, And a lot of them knew the ones that knew what was up or thought they didn't have proper cover would take, would just charter other planes on the down low. And there's a few of them that was smart from the beginning and were like, listen, don't put my name as my name. I don't want to be listed on these things at all. List Uh, me as one uh, one male or whatever you want. There's there's a lot of one females listed on there, which I'm assuming, I think a lot of us are assuming are underage girls, you know, or or children. That's their plus one. 
Yeah, it just says yeah, my plus says, one is this child. Yeah, exactly. But there were also like one male, meaning a grown man, not a plus one know. is the number of years over the age of thirteen the girl was. <laughs> oh yeah. God! Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. I, honest to God. Um, now keep in mind. Let's uh, one of the other people that keeps showing up in this is, of course, Alan Dershowitz again and again and again and again and again. And there are a couple of things that stand out about his involvement. One that he was Epstein's lawyer and helped negotiate this Alex Acosta deal that, you know, uh, remember the guy that gave Epstein a sweetheart deal that literally gave him a key to the jail and allowed him to let himself out on, you know, show up on weekends and let himself out the rest of the time. Trump put him in his cabinet. Trump hired that guy. Only Trump also people. hired Alan Dershowitz as his impeachment lawyer. Alan Dershowitz was Epstein's lawyer and wrote a an op-ed that there that the stat, that basically 16-year-old girls if they can have an abortion, they should be allowed to choose who they have sex with. Oh, so that, right, yeah, I saw that. that. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was an op-ed in like around. it was something big. Yeah. I want to say, well, I'll look it up. But like, like it's a, it's um, a thing of the past. It's yeah, I, yeah. That Holy guy, totally. That that would be enough. One would think. Can you imagine? Again, we do this uh, semi whataboutism, but can you imagine Obama or Biden or anybody having hired as a lawyer a guy who wrote a story with all the hair sniffing nonsense we hear about Joe Biden from the from the right? Imagine, if you will. He had palled around with Jeffrey Epstein for two decades right? and only stopped because of a financial dispute. And then when he was looking for a lawyer in his own impeachment, hired the, a guy who defended Jeffrey Epstein uh, in the in the sweetheart, like break, get out of jail free card deal that he got and wrote an op ed that that children should be allowed who they have sex with. Uh, I, I, it, like it boggles my mind. Like, and the guy, the fact that this guy's on TV, that Dershowitz is like Glenn Beck talks to Dershowitz all the time. He's a regular contributor on Fox news. Sometimes CNN has him on and the man uh, like that, that op-ed alone should be disqualifying. Uh, yeah, like, you can't find a lawyer from being able to talk about these issues? streets is what it should disqualify you from. And not only that, but did you see his recent appearance on Fox trying to, uh, you know, trying to, to you know, clear his name out of all himself, these allegations right. just made things 10 times worse, in my opinion. I mean, there was no denial. There was no uh, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do this. It was basically just blaming other women for not. For, I don't know, for whatever the hell it was, it didn't yeah. make sense to begin with, but it was just gross. Yeah. Well, and again, um, he he admitted initially to one massage from an old Russian lady at Epstein's apartment on one occasion. Then it then he accidentally pluralized it in one interview. And then since then, it's been plural because he literally had a Freudian slip, I suppose, about it again. Well, everybody knows if you want a massage from a from a middle aged woman, you need to go to Jeffrey Epstein's. Oh, that's the place. No other middle aged women in the country that would give you a good massage. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. Um, And and also that that recurring thing. And we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Um, But that recurring thing that Donald Trump, for whatever reason, had a place in New York that he was famous for living in in New York. Very fancy. 
And then he had to buy this place in in West Palm Beach and live there. Mar-a-Lago. That was the that was his going to be the jewel in his crown. And both places, both of his houses in this giant country of ours are a 10 minute cab ride or less to Jeffrey Epstein's house. Why not Miami? Just a coincidence. Why, why not Fort Lauderdale? Why not Orlando? You've got grandkids. Why why rental properties so that you can use corporate uh, cover to hide your, where the money came from to, play, to pay for the damn place? It was very sweet of Donald Trump, I must say, to take his family on one of the flights, though. I mean, yes. uh, make yeah. it a family Marla affair Maples is just something special. Newborn yeah. Tiffany, who he had just said... He he's got she's got her mom's legs. Let's see if she's got her mom's breasts. He and he gestured. No, and yeah, and that was around the that it might have been the very flight that brought them to New York. He said that out loud on television. Oh yeah, I think on the same show that he said uh, that. What do you have in common with your daughter? And he said, "Well, I was going to say sex, but remember that." What? Yeah, I think well, one of them was, was the view because I remember the lady saying that you're a pig, you're disgusting. After he said it, I believe that was uh, that was uh, Ivana. I mean, uh, sorry, Ivanka Trump. Yeah, I yeah that way early. Yeah, but the uh, one about Marla Maples and and Tim. Right. So then, so then his supporters are just like, oh, it's getting all twisted. Yeah, it's great. he didn't really mean that. Right. He, he was being sarcastic. We'll be back right after this. Locker room talk. That, yeah, it's the house parks. Yeah, we all live in Donald Trump's My locker room locker talk room. is, avert your eyes. Don't look at me. Right, yeah. <laughs> Why are these towels so small? I'll be back. Why is he wearing underwear in the shower? <laughs> we gotta I'm a never nude, help, okay? I'm a never nude. Help Chicago out. All right, this is us going for Attention, attention. Stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Oh, my God! They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Welcome back. So um, we heard all the stories over, you know, during Trump's presidency, and they kind of, I guess because other people were worried about what he would do to women's rights, which we turned out to be correct about, or what he would do to national security, which or not just ours, but the national security of other countries, which was worse than most of us thought. That there were all these little economic stories about him and this seven point eight million number that everybody's banding about is extraordinarily low compared to what we uh, we now know, especially about, like I said, on in February of twenty seventeen. This uh, woman who represents the the Chinese government, who had already lived in Trump Tower, already had a five million dollar apartment, bought a upgraded and and overpaid for it, paid fifteen point eight million for Ivanka and Jared's apartment as they moved out. I guess in moving to D.C., but during the campaign, there was a, a shell company. You know, shell companies, they're all shell companies. Everything's a shell company, right? Shell company uh, uh, that owned by a Chinese couple in Vancouver where the, like Vancouver had to pass laws against what like the Chinese Communist Party was doing in terms of buying up real estate in Vancouver and fill and backfilling people into it. Right. This this shell company bought 11 units in the Las Vegas Trump Tower. 
in 2016, during the the lead up, during during the campaign, right while he was campaigning for president, when, after he was the nominee, as soon as he was the nominee, they're like, oh, okay, well, we can't contribute because we're Chinese nationals that are living on a visa in Vancouver, but we can set up a shell company and just buy some of his properties that insofar as I know are still empty. Uh, the, the, um, his condos, somewhere in the order of 250, yeah, uh, 400 condo units and home lots, uh, there's about $250 million. Um, his of, most valuable property has been put on some watch list, uh, I believe, right? Like, goals. because his, the, he's not making enough, there's not enough, uh, people living in the, in the, in the property or something. Well, yeah, the, the vacancy, rules about it have, uh, have all been very suspect. And again, a lot of these payments were about dodging those vacancy issues because the, you know, people are like that your buildings are half empty. We go down there and we have our guy look and you're like, Oh, well they own these. You, know, you check the deed. These, they they just live in another country, but they bought these cause they like rent right, them out exactly. or whatever. And yeah. like, so basically you're a giant Airbnb hotel yeah. and you don't have a slice of it. Why don't you just turn the building into a hotel? Cause all my hotels it- lose money. Oh, that's why. So it's amazing how with the the vacancies that there's so much criming that goes on still in these buildings. I mean, I think yeah. it's what 40 Wall Street. If you look at the history of the people that have been arrested and what for in 40 Wall Street, it's like oh, yeah. the most ridiculous the list of shit stuff right. you'll ever start. Oh. I will say um that all of this stuff about that Comer and and Jordan and these folks are selling about the Hunter Biden investigation it literally was them looking into, you know, any kind of suspicious activity reports from mo- Chinese money coming into the United States that's directly linked to the Chinese government that uh, unveiled this extra $7.8 million that we weren't aware of heretofore. Um, but the idea that, it, that again, Yi Jianming, the guy who was with CEFC, Bought the uh, and you know a no show apartment in the in Trump World Tower, which you know I gotta say, after watching my fair share of shows like Twenty Four and others, the idea that you're gonna sell an empty apartment to a Chinese national with ties to the Chinese military, and and, and all I can think of is you know a sniper's nest for somebody who looks like uh, John Malkovich, right? Like it's just a it's just bad. And then the idea that this woman that bought this bought Jared and Ivanka's apartment moved closer to, cause it was right downstairs, which, you know, creepy as it is like that his daughter, his relationship with his daughter is, uh, is full of all kinds of hanky uncomfortables, but that this woman bought that place. And then, I mean, you could put a glass on the floor and hear him walking around and farting and shouting um, you know, you probably smell them too through the, the thing. Oh my God. You know what I mean? I like, well, I there's feel smoke, like there's, there's no way that all these odor things are not, are at least partially true. true. Yeah. It's green yeah. smoke, by the way. Uh, uh, oh God. Yeah. It's like <laughs> cartoonish. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Farts are always green in, uh, in cartoons, aren't they? <laughs> but really, right. come on. They should be brown. No, it's, the, it's their invisibility. No, his face has really that color coming. 
Can't use right, brown yeah. twice. His face is already brown. It, it, oh, yeah, yeah, can't, like, anything in that orange palette is just going to be lost amongst it. And trust me, I like know. trying to do the weather while wearing a green suit. Because, yeah, because I have been trying to make a, a use AI to make a Donald Trump is a poop magnet picture for one of my YouTube thumbnails. And it uh, keeps making the poop the same color as him because oh, it's got a kind of an I'm orange sorry. tone. It gets very confused. Uh, before we get to the end of the break, um, so Trump did, besides the thing about magnets and losing his mind and all the weird gibberish he was talking about, while, while Biden, quite frankly, was giving a great speech and, 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 by the way, reacting to incredible jobs numbers that hang in there, man. There's just will the, the American hey, economy. Biden almost got in trouble with the FCC himself, so – if the president yeah. can almost swear right. on, <laughs> during one of his speeches. Yeah, people keep saying that in the chat, that he almost swore. Oh, what I wanted him say? to so bad. Did he say bad. big effing deal? Is that what it was? Twice. He almost There was twice in, I don't know, I forget if they were different speeches. He said now. effing? Did he make multiple speeches? Or did I just see it on two different networks probably? But there were two, two times networks, when he caught angles. himself. And he was like, listen, I, I'm, I'm really glad the Irish in me cannot be seen you know, or heard sometimes. you know. Well, that's you know, beautiful. That's partly why he stops himself when he's talking a lot of people and they use that against him when he's like that, that one picture of him with it, where his hands uh, like up to his mouth and he's leaning over on right. the podium at that point And everybody uses it to, you know, make him look like sleepy Joe and all those uh, on, on all the like Fox news shows. That's when he's listening to Peter Ducey talk. And he was, he was doing a Lord help me moment in right. his reaction. He's got a bunch of MFers actually, going across his mind. It was really <laughs> funny. And he was he was great at like you know at checking himself. And sometimes he'll go anyway, like he'll get out of there, he'll bail out on something because he knows if he starts down that road, he'll get mad and he'll say something unpresidential. And good for him. That's what you should. Well, he's one hundred percent right. I mean, he was talking about Paul Pelosi getting getting hit with the hammer. I yes. mean, you'd seen Trump's speech yesterday <laughs> talking about oh my condolences and thoughts and prayers, but we need to move on. We need to get past it. It's like, no, right. you don't. Like the people that just lost their loved ones, the relatives, the family, the teachers, the the, the first responders, mm. they don't need to get over it. You know what I mean? They need yeah. to they need to do no. whatever is necessary for them to do in order for them to to cope with whatever just happened to them. Right. And then as you cope, changes are supposed to be made. That's where like governance right. comes in, you know, and that. Well, we need well, thicker doors. We need thicker doors. Right. We need trap doors. Like right when the right. students walk in, you need a big trap door. Um, you right. need chairs that we, weigh 300 pounds. We so need like Russian sleep gas everything. like they used on the Chechen rebels that just pours into the school and just <laughs> neutralizes the whole situation. Everybody sleeps. Not everybody wakes up, but everybody sleeps. It's a good thing. Zyklon B is the it. answer yeah. to all school shootings. We t- they say gummies. You know, they say gubbies, kids, I don't know, maybe kids like gubbies. I don't do that. That's women's work, feeding children. I don't do it. It's gross. <laughs> but he's so focused uh, on the fact yeah. that he needs to get reelected in order to save his own behind yeah. that mm-hmm. he's putting everything in the back burner. Whatever happens, if it's, if it can't be doesn't matter. his advantage, yeah, it's a great if it's point. not beneficial to him, then it's yeah. not really important, you know? Yeah, and he's and he can't even – if he doesn't have a plan to solve it or or other th- or he can't just say we'll fix it so quickly 
like he's done a couple of times with just right. And he doesn't he want no people to about. take their focus off of his campaign. You know, if they're right. if everybody's talking about the school shooting and how we can fix, you know, right. uh, obviously the, the the gun control in this country and and, and have better measures, then mm-hmm. they're not thinking about you know donating money to his campaign or right. you know, buying Which the free Trump to his, kid to his legal defense fund. Let's 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 uh, honestly let's you know <laughs> his legal defense fund should end with a I'm Donald Trump and I approve this money. You know what I mean? Like he, because it's not a campaign. It's not. And he's spending a lot of it. A lot yeah. of it. Oh yeah. Well, he's not a. I mean, you know, like a billionaire would. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this, and I want to talk about a in Ukraine, but also um, there's been a huge purge of the Chinese military. Um, people like have been disappeared. Um, some of them are. Uh, one of them was either tortured so bad he killed himself, or was tortured to death. Um, and the reason for it, uh, why the purge happened ultimately has come to light. I'm going to tell you that after this. Uh, we'll be back right after this. It's the House Watch Radio program, Mega Worldwide. Welcome back to the House Parks Radio program, Mega Worldwide. We got a full house today, and I'm very excited about it. Boston Brian, Philip Bittner joining us. Johnny Million still over there in the corner. Johnny will be uh, farming questions from our chat room as well at infotainmentwars.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe, or just like, or just subscribe if you've already done one or the other. Also, liking early in the show helps us in the algorithm because it pumps it up in that list of, hey, what's live now in YouTube and in Twitch so that people see it. So hit it right away. And if you decide later that I'm terrible and you didn't enjoy it, you can always take it back. uh, Nobody puts Johnny in the corner, by the way. (laughs) I do it every show. And don't be afraid Uh, to leave a rage comment either. Yeah, don't – yeah, always, always, yeah, yeah, always – the rage comments are the best. So um, a couple of things. So welcome, uh, Philip Bittner, live from Kiev. How are you, sir? Let's start there. Good, good. Uh, uh, yeah, it's still a massive lack of sleep uh, combined mm-hmm. with jet lag. And also we're just constantly getting air raid sirens. Right. And uh, some, sometimes you could be dismissive of them. Uh, but given what we've been through in the last week. Uh, well, I mean, sometimes, look, sometimes they're overzealous. Uh, because anytime mm-hmm. Moscow puts a jet in the air, it could be carrying a cruise missile. So, right. uh, if if a jet, you know, gets off the the tarmac, uh, we get warned. And uh, after a while, it's like, well, we, we can't go to the shelter. I can't, you know, dive for cover every time. Mm-hmm. But given the last week we've had, where we were seriously attacked, and and where Ukrainian intelligence. And leadership, Zelensky included, are saying like now is not the time to ignore air raid sirens. So mm-hmm. uh, every time, every time there is one, uh, currently we take it very seriously. And we had a couple this morning, so I'm a little sleep deprived. But aside from that, Understood. I'm fine. Yeah, um, uh, I'm, well, ang- I'm angry. I'm angry. I'm <laughs> angry. I'm angry at the mm-hmm. GOP. I'm angry right. at uh, playing playing with Ukrainian lives for domestic political gains. Um, mm-hmm. That 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 displeases me. That does not make me happy. Right. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty ugly, actually. Uh, yeah. What the Democrat? Uh, I'm sorry. What the Republicans are doing? And some on the in the Democratic part, you know, and some of the in the uh, DNC as well. 
the tanky kind of angle of it. But those, they're not the yeah. ones in power. The ones who are actually no. in office, the MAGA crowd and the rest of the Republicans, hey, you know, holding Ukrainian lives hostage for their own domestic political purposes. You know, right. how can you feel anything but anger about incredible that? how it's obvious the intention is just to harm yeah. Joe Biden? Uh, right. Not even. Yeah. It's not even anything that they really believe along with this conflict. They have no true beliefs. They have no true care in the conflict. It's literally just to harm Joe Biden mm-hmm. in the upcoming election. And they're playing with millions mm-hmm. and millions and millions of people's lives in order to get that done. Yep. Yep. The, uh, and every the day, current- every day, Ukrainians are dying every day, every single yeah. day. Yeah. The, we, we've talked about the, you know, the weirdness of the Avdivka push and and all that and. Uh, you know, we mm-hmm. made a, you know, it was only a couple of months ago, about, uh, I want to say maybe 11 weeks, maybe it's been 10 weeks since, uh, less than that, since we talked about them hitting, the Russians hitting the 300,000 casualty mark. They are mm-hmm. now at 363, 870, yep. 373,870 casualties dead in, in this war. It's like it's the absurdity. A thousand dollars, a thousand casualties a day, right? Thousand deaths a day. It, it seems it like that's really thing. ramped up too since the yes. three hundred thousand mark. Yeah. I feel like from three hundred thousand to three seventy three was a really short amount of time compared to say other runs of the of the same number. And that has to do with stuff that got from the United States and our allies to Ukraine and is now, you know, stuff that we heard about last August or last May that has now made its way to the front lines or is in full use. The Bradleys are there. There's a there was a big story mm-hmm. this week about the impact the Bradleys are having, especially around Abdivka. Great. And, yeah. Great, and, great piece of kit. Right. Just the and, cement headed nature of the Russians too. just the uh, just just throw people into a fight no. that is just not working yeah. for you. But continue to get them, uh, you know, continue to throw them in there no matter what. It's just it, it's ridiculous to well, see well, that their two, tactics two, have not yeah. changed since World War Two. No, pretty much. Right. No, no, they really haven't. You're right. They, and they still rely on what they call the God of War, which is artillery. They still don't have air superiority. And we can talk about the air war because something's going on with that. But two quick things is that um, about the Bradley. Um, I, I don't know if I, I think I probably have, but I've been in a Bradley. I've been in yeah. combat in a Bradley. I owe my life mm. to a Bradley. I was in Sadr City in Iraq in Baghdad, and I was hit seven times with an RPG. Seven times, seven different RPGs hit my Bradley. And this was an older version Bradley. And I'm still here to tell the tale. Mm -hmm. So those are amazing. Not to mention... Is that on a single recon trip, seven times? Uh, We got got ambushed. We we got ambushed in Sadr City. And and it was was like Mogadishu, you know, like uh, uh, Black Hawk Down. I mean, it was just rooftops filled with um, solderists, with RPGs. Thank goodness they had older RPGs. But it was still a heck of a thing to get hit with an RPG and hear that thud uh, of getting – and just – and knowing that each time you heard a thud, just one of them gets through your armor and you're all dead. Um, and not so, too many tank you know, designers think the tanks getting hit from the direct top either too. Yeah. So, well, there's that know, too. There's the, that too. But the, the Bradley has reflexive armor, so right. it's armor mm-hmm. that, that detects uh, an incoming round and 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 jettisons itself off of the vehicle so that it takes the impact. Uh, I mean, thank God for that. I wouldn't be here. I literally would not be here if it was not well, like also, the rubber. Uh, that this is amazing capability right. of the Bradley. Uh, the, the rubber and the uh, and the old beds. 
like springs, the old like right. wireframe bed frames that they were attaching to the top to try and stop it. The same thing, by the way, is happening uh, with uh, Hamas. Hamas is using rocket propelled grenades from rooftops and from the sides of buildings. Yeah. And they, they post Hamas fo- post these videos of what they've done on their Telegram channel of them striking it. And they they add music and all this kind of stuff. And in the beginning yeah. of it, of the conflict, they were showing sort of the follow through explosion of the whole thing. Now they cut it right at the initial explosion when it strikes. And that's because it's not actually hitting the tank. These are when the tanks it's are in there. Because the reflexive exact, armor. Yeah. It's hitting yeah. the reflexive armor and it looks like yeah. a big explosion when you freeze frame it, but the tank's still there. Um, yeah, no, the, and- the Ukrainians love the Bradley and rightly. So the other reason why they love the Bradley as opposed to the Soviet uh, uh, armored personnel carriers is that the Bradley has a hydraulic, um, uh, platform Back that eight. drops yeah. and so that yeah mm-hmm. so that the troops can can get out quickly uh soviet style there it's just a it's a hinge and you actually have to <laughs> wind it open yeah and it, you can't get out quickly so it's a it's a it's a death trap um yeah. the second thing um the second thing i i wanted to mention was when we talk about the casualty level of the russians there is i'm sure a breaking point um in the number of pardon me russian soldiers that are killed that will eventually make a change in Russia. But I also think we have to, and I've, we've, we've spoken about this, Hal. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. we also have to stop thinking about casualty numbers because especially since the Russians have invoked um, the legacy of the second world war with Nazis and all this other kind of stuff. Right. Um, the second world war is religion to Russians. It's not history. It's not, it's, mm-hmm. it's a religion. It's, it's the, it's this great legacy of uh, Russian military history. So to invoke that there, there is to kind of elicit this capacity for the Russians to absorb mass casualties because, you know, it's part of, we need to stop thinking about numbers. We need to stop thinking about, yeah, exactly. We, We need to stop thinking about numbers and we need to start thinking about territory because if we can, if we can, Take if the Ukrainians right. can take territory that will that will force the Russians to um, you know uh, it will be unavoidable for the Russians to admit that they are losing in Ukraine is if we can actually put Crimea on the table. I mean they've already lost Odessa; they just can't swallow that bitter pill. But if we can put Crimea, so it's not lives; it's not the cynically, sadly. It's not lives that matter. It's territory. Because if Putin is the Russian leader that loses access to the Black Sea, he loses the uh, yeah. that which Catherine the Great took uh, and and established Russian Empire. And he he will he will uh, close off one of the last few. Well, one of the only warm water ports that Russia has, thereby uh, defying the dream of Peter the Great for Russia to be a great naval power. Uh, and uh, for the Russians, the Black Sea is kind of seen as the Mediterranean. So the dream of a third Rome, which Moscow likes to think of itself as, right. will also be betrayed. There's no way Putin survives that. There's no, no way. If, I, if, all that, if all of that comes crashing down on his head when, when Crimea is literally at risk, there's no way he survives. During the, uh, we, we gotta, need to stop yeah. thinking about body count. Start thinking about territory. Well, at some point, it's got uh, like we're thinking, you know, like us, and we're thinking eventually it's got to catch up with them, but it doesn't. You know, I think that's the point. Yeah, we're a funny thing called a democracy, right? We actually 
give a damn about our people the, um, in a way that they can't possibly, I, I guess, at least the leadership of Russia. I won't say this about the Russian people individually, and I certainly believe that people can, you know, that when it's their loved ones, they at least acutely feel it. But whatever. Um, we got to take a break. When we come we back, I want to talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk a little bit about how the sanctions are affecting Russia and and how a lot of the noise we hear from their side has a, has more to do with this, that this is their their shiny object that they try to shake around either through Belarus and their attachment to Belarus or this idea that they're going to have Ruskamir and the, they get very noisy. Um, and it has a lot to do with the fact that the sanctions are are biting down. I showed them on my show this week. We'll talk about them on the other side. Uh, uh, it's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. We'll be back after this. You're locked into the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's always difficult, and you know, to co- when you're covering a place far away and dealing with. You know, uh, the the fog of war and the mystery and propaganda of both sides telling a story or uh, what have you. Um, and there was this major attack in uh, in Crimea that blew up an intelligence base there um, in the last week. And the story around the interwebs was that this military leader, Gerasimov, who had been po- uh, photographed many times with Vladimir Putin, was one of his closest Mm -hmm. Uh, allies or members of his cabinet, what have you. Um, And you can never tell because, you know, as soon as you go, that's his best buddy. And they always talk that guy's dead or his kid gets blown up at a car bomb. And you're like, oh, yeah, Putin did it because he didn't like something that happened. Um, But officially, he's he's the Russian chief. of, uh, He's the chief of staff. Yeah, right. we we don't know if he's dead. By the way, we we don't we haven't got he hasn't been heard from since that we're aware of. Mm hmm. Um, and that, and, and the scuttlebutt was, that's where he was. That's what he was working on. And that intelligence had put him there. And therefore that was what the drop was about. Um, and it was a meeting of high ranking officers. It was, these were not, this wasn't a small meeting. These guys were right. You know, high ranking officers. So it's entirely possible. Gerasimov was in there. If Gerasimov is killed, it has been killed. And it's a big, if it's a big, if we, we need confirmation. Um, but that will be, I mean, that's we should be able to tell by the Russian reaction. Not to good, this. right? If the Russian yeah. reaction yeah. is to deny that long. he's dead, then he's probably dead. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if they, yeah. if they laugh about it and make a an offhanded remark about the United States or some military action from 1965, then then you know they killed him on purpose. Well, they did it. They blew well, I mean, I, I'm. I'm of the mind that if the Russians tell you that it's raining, you better walk outside and, and hold your hand out, you know, because right. uh, right. the, the, right. the Rus- they, they lie as second nature. And that's their yeah. whole that's their whole point. They are very good at gaslighting. They're very good. at. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a reason why be- before we called it gaslighting, it was called a Potemkin village. You know, mm-hmm. the, the idea of a Potemkin village, which is back. in. I the wonder what the century. chief of staff for the Russian military yeah. is doing down in Sevastopol. Talking to right. to leave exactly. well, you know, what, like what's he trying to do a, to get him ready for? Right, according yeah. to the the uh, Russian Z channel, their actual uh, you know Telegram channel where they actually put out news, they confirmed that twenty three of its soldiers were killed during that Ukrainian attack on Crimea, and that among them were high ranking officers and special forces. They they are not listing mm-hmm. the names of them insofar that I can find, but if they're 
even saying that they're saying high ranking they they don't consider even medium ranking people they don't have right. a lot of middle ground people right. like they're, exactly. they're somebody big bought it it sounds like they don't that. want to give ukraine the satisfaction of right. the confirmation actually saying the name yeah right, right. they've got it well this is the this is the second time i mean they hit the they hit the naval uh headquarters in sebastopol yeah. Two months ago, roughly, mm-hmm. give or take. Sank two ships you know, and destroy the actual need, facility. Yeah. We need to keep sending them more long range cruise missiles. Yeah. We need to send them the Brits the Brits have been pretty good with the with their shadow storm. Uh the Germans need to start giving the Taurus and we need to start giving them the attackums. Um, right. It's just we 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 can't what's been so frustrating in the last week or so is is this Again, it's the, it, you know the domestic politics being part of it, but it's also just mm-hmm. simply, you know, we need to stop messing around and decide whether or not we want them to win, or we right. just want mm-hmm. to pro- we want them to continue being able to fight. Yeah, you know, these are two very different things. You know, I would of course like to see the Ukrainians actually win, and I think it's possible. I think we can do it, um, but we this. We have to be careful of the United States, too, because we have very short memory. uh, We have very short, you know, abilities to to take this stuff on in in, on a long lasting term. You know what I mean? It's like uh, you saw it in Vietnam where, you know, no matter how justified you are in the fight, the people at home, either you win it quick or you risk, Mm -hmm. you know, the people getting really tired of hearing about it, really sick Mm -hmm. of it and putting it on the back burner Mm -hmm. and having it not be as, you know, as important Mm -hmm. to them. You know, right? Which is a shame, but it's just it's just a fact that we have short memory spans today. You know, and, and also, and we, uh, and, we, and we like things done quickly. We want to. I want it done. I want it over in the rearview mirror. And wars don't. You know, wars right. have their own right. lifespan, and they they mm-hmm. it happens the way wars roll out is the way rolls, wars roll out. So that's right. Um, but I know we can beat them. We can. It, it, Ukrainian yeah. victory is one hundred percent possible. A hundred percent possible. We just need to give them the means to do it. We need to stop for a second and just soak in the fact that throughout this whole process, this whole period, uh, 2014 on, the Ukrainians have been doing this with the help of, you know, foreign Mm. freedom fighters from all over the world, unofficially, you know, without the help of their governments, doing it by them goddamn selves. Like mm-hmm. they have yep. been and, and doing well and winning yeah. and and and, and mm-hmm. leading in drone uh, uh, man you know just you know how you use drones in warfare and 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 you know the different tactics that are being used of, yeah, and, and advanced. I mean, the United States Army is studying the tactics and how they're using drones oh, yeah. for our for our yeah. you know for our future uses. I mean, to think mm-hmm. that th- that people have some you know problem with sending these people weapons when they're literally saying we will fight them ourselves. Just mm-hmm. send us the means to do it. Give me the just send yeah, us the, the ammunition. Just send us the means to be able to defend ourselves, to be able to go on the offense, to make sure that this doesn't happen again. That's all we need. And for the last two plus years, for from from 373 Russian casualties on, they have been doing it by themselves. I mean, right. it just, it's mm-hmm. amazing to think. We need to stop for a second and we, just think about how amazing that really is. And we owe them a massive debt of gratitude because they really, I mean, this is the line in the sand and it has to be. 
Um, because if, if they win here, the ramifications are going to be enormous. It'll be autocracies around the world will take messages that if you, if you just outlast the West, you can, you can win. You know, if you just keep the pressure on, they'll eventually tire and they'll, they'll get bored or they'll get anxious or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible message yeah. to send. And also, a, I mean, go ahead. I don't think that they will be roll. I don't think the Russians will roll tanks into Paris anytime soon, but. Mm-hmm. If they win here, they will have a dispro- they it will give, give them a foothold into uh, and a, and a license to continue to pursue their interests in Europe. They will continue to undermine democracies. They will continue to sow discord. They will support fascist movements because that's an easy thing to do. You just have to get them ticked off at the you know at the you know the malaise and the all the rest of it, and then fund a bunch. I mean, look what they're hap- look what's happening. All around Europe, mm-hmm. uh, they're supporting cyber security movement. attacks too. You know, yep. right? Cyber attacks, all the rest right. of it. We, we need to we need to punch the bully in the nose. Right. Well, and and in and in many ways, the the sort of ripple effect that you know I showed, like I said uh, this week, on the not only oil and natural gas exports from Russia declining to Europe, but dropping off a cliff yes. and just ending flat out. Um, over the last, especially over the last five months, as they you know buttoned down the last vestiges of these uh, of, of these energy routes, and then the rest of it going to uh, India and China specifically. China not buying as much because their economy is in freefall, and India buying it, but in rupees, which is not an internationally traded uh, currency in any major way, and Russia can't do anything with it, and but. India has enough strength and Russia has so few options that they have to sell it to them in that and then buy stuff from India. That's and again, it, Russia's mm-hmm. entire oil system is based on like a yogurt card stamp system. And and the Chinese yuan for them has become just a one to one trade vehicle, a gift card effectively, because you can't nobody wants it anywhere else. Um over well, it's, it's a great program, and it's a great program for the Indians because they get, you know, they force the Russians to fund their public services projects yep. or their, you know, whatever it is that the they're building Indians of refineries, like they're all and, and their alter, their alternative energy right? projects are all being funded by this overage, which is why the U.S. and the EU have given them a pass on mm-hmm. buying the oil from Russia but processing it and selling the processed stuff because it builds up this infrastructure in India. That can other countries can use later or India itself can use later if it goes to exploiting its own oil reserves at some point or if it's even needed. And and there there you know the I guess the mechanism for it to be turned from oil into diesel or into gas or any other usage or the, the amount of naphtha again the stuff that's used to make plastics that's leaving Russia they used to process it there. Those processing plants are going offline because the people who used to run them are dead. Um, and, 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 they can't, and they can't sustain their infrastructure because they can't they can't go on the international market and buy the things that they need to keep those various all we yes all we going. ever hear their, their airline about Russia industry is, falling apart yeah their, their food stocks are starting to be affected it's yep the sanctions are all there starting yeah. to hurt all there uh, all we hear about Russia is how much uh, how it's an oil rich country. You know, it's basically Saudi Arabia, you know, but run by, you know, uh, Eastern Europeans and that and and that they as long as they have that, they got no problems. Well, first of all, there's not a lot of food they can grow in their own land. They've got all kinds of issues with that. The same as the Chinese, only worse. 
and uh, no, they can't sell the oil like they used to. They can't process the oil like they used to. Kazakhstan has enough to undercut their entire industry in that regard. Well, and it's not if you like listen Russia to Eric Trump, Russia is selling oil uh, barrels of oil for one hundred and seventy dollars a barrel right now. If you listen to Eric, Trump. yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. And and Donald Trump was buying them for a dollar twenty eight a barrel when he was president. That's he actually said that yesterday. He actually said. Did that he really? No, Did he really actually yesterday. say that? He actually yeah. said that yesterday. <laughs> oh my god! That he filled that he filled the strategic national reserve for a dollar twenty eight a barrel. He he did not and for the record. Color, he, he, and the color yeah. of the sky in his world is yes, right. Is uh, it's vaguely orange because when you look up, all you see is dad. We got to take a break. We'll and now you right made after a great. This. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we'll, it, it, I bring up my great point after we come back. We'll be back right after mm. this. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all. Yeah, it's going to be good. The House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, welcome back to the show. So um, as of January 1st, uh, the ruble has hit a nine-year record low. Oh, my. Um, and the average on it is, uh, like, it, it hit 100 a couple of times, but it's averaging at 90 uh, rubles a dollar. Um and against the yuan, it's equally as bad. And the yuan doesn't have as many options as the U.S. dollar does. It, it, you know, uh, the U.S. dollar now has an entire market just in Argentina. That's right. We're we're basically the de facto currency of all of Argentina now. And and uh, and that cannot be said of the yuan. Nobody in Africa wants it anywhere along the Belt and Road. They want euros or they want U.S. dollars. Um, and. They China like the what is it the I want to get this exactly right uh, the last close of trading December twenty the euro rose in price by twenty eight percent from seventy six to ninety seven rubles against them Chinese yuan twenty four percent they used to get uh, ten rubles now they get twelve per yuan and uh, and it, uh, only yeah only two uh, yeah only two currencies in the world were worse against the U S dollar. Were the Turkish lira and the Argentine peso? What a shock! Well, that's because um, Turkey had like a ninety percent inflation rate, right? That's right, one hundred twenty-eight percent. They they dropped thirty-six percent in the Turkish lira against the the U.S. You know what the Argentine peso did? Seventy-eight percent lost seventy-eight percent of its value in the last year. That is incredible um, against the U.S. dollar. But again, tell me again how uh, Joe Biden came in like a missile to destroy the U.S. dollar, which is Glenn yeah. Beck's entire. Well, it's farm. amazing when you think that the ruble is worth like a penny or two pennies, and somehow it could get worse. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. going to. There, well, there I, I, no I remember, I remember living in, when I lived in Moscow in the nineties. One mm. of the one of the the final nails in Yeltsin, oh, like coffee. Matt Taibbi. I was there. I was there at the exact same time as Taibbi. I used to. I used to go to nightclubs and, and see him. And yet, turned out um, so differently. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> like, congratulations, you. Well, uh, the road. Oh, we travel. turned out so differently. Yes, right. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, yeah. 
uh, one of the death knells for Yeltsin was when the uh, ruble was devalued in 98. It was mm-hmm. one of the last – It was, I mean, it was bad enough that he was embarrassing them on the, on the global stage, you know, drunkenly dancing and singing and, and showing up at, you know, bilateral meetings, uh, smashed. Uh, that was bad enough. But when the, the mm-hmm. ruble was devalued, it was like the, the, the authorities in Moscow were like, that's when it was clear that they actively started to look for a replacement for Yeltsin. Right. You know, they were hoping that they could like eke it out until they could naturally find somebody. But when the ruble was devalued in 98, the, the, the powers that be, uh, the kind of shadow ministers and cardinals behind the curtain said, no, nah, no, we got to, we got to, we got to get rid of Yeltsin. We got to replace him. And that's how we got Putin. Um, yep. So, you know, it, it, these kind of things do have an effect. And when you see pictures out it, where I'm starting to see it, uh, the, the economy really crunching is out in yeah. the provinces, which would you would expect with Russia. Um, like I saw a friend of mine uh, uh, putting up uh, pictures from Ekaterinburg. Of like, there, apparently, there's a real issue with poultry. Both chicken and eggs chickens. Uh, are really, really hard to find. They're chickens mm-hmm. and eggs. Chickens. Uh, Did the problem with the egg yeah. come first, or the problem with the chicken come first? That's <laughs> always the question, isn't it? And then always to trying decide. to cross that road. Nobody knows. Uh, yeah, how many chicken jokes can we make? Uh, <laughs> but like in Ekaterinburg, the shelves are empty, and it's going to get worse. It's going. Mm-hmm. I mean, like every. Every indicator is showing that 2024 is going to be very difficult economically. Right. You'd have to the think the outer regions either. of Russia are suffering big time, considering yeah. they mm-hmm. have sent the most of their uh, uh, young men to to Ukraine to be, you know. Yeah. To, and to that's in Ekaterinburg. By the way, you're absolutely right, Brian, because it's, it's, that was in Ekaterinburg. And that's a major city. I mean, it's still not Petersburg or Moscow, and everything in Russia, if it's not Petersburg or Moscow, is a completely different Second beast. Hand, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a secondary thought, uh, it, you know, with, with a couple of exceptions, and one of them being Ekaterinburg. So even if if Ekaterinburg has empty shelves, think about the little villages with like, you know, two, three hundred people out in the real stretches of the supply chain. How, you know, those those guys must be suffering. And of course, because the international press has been completely almost pushed out of Russia, you know, uh, except for right. a, a couple of exceptions. It is a great yeah, year to we won't uh, hear about be it. a gravestone maker in Russia, though. Oh, yeah. That's a growth if you make industry. Wreaths, if you're making mm-hmm. wreaths. Yeah. Um, so a, a couple of things. Um, you know, Newsweek ran an article this week about how, you know, China's reliance on China, or sorry, Russia's reliance on China, like I was saying, you know, financially is is a real problem for them because a lot of the stuff that they're getting from China is kind of garbage. It's cast offs. They're they, they're getting Temu level um, military equipment from them. And it's it's ending up getting their soldiers killed. Part of the escalation might be that Ukrainians have better gear and are strategically superior, which they clearly are. But part of it could also be that the Russians are firing rifles that explode in their face or or <laughs> don't work or have, you know, their targeting systems, their their drones don't work. Their the cameras that they have, their their night vision goggles are are knockoffs, all that kind of stuff. It's really, really rough. Um but there was this, you know, I was I was going to mention that there was there's been a huge purge in the Chinese military um, recently. A lot of the bit and it's and it's been very concerning to the State Department about, you know, they're they're worried about these 
folks getting, you know, tortured to death who were, you know, heads of the military. It's very Russian. It's very much like what we're used to hearing out of Russia. It's almost like that's the foreign exchange. Um, but you know what? One of the biggest reasons uh, U.S. intelligence has has said uh, they they in trying to figure out why is this happening? Because that's their big concern. Is it because he's killing all the people who don't want to attack Taiwan? Is that what he's doing? You know, like that's what we need to know. So they're curious and they're asking all their human tell. You know what uh, caused it all? The hmm. Chinese have rockets that are filled with water instead of fuel. That there were hundreds. <laughs> of rockets that were meant to be loaded on their, their new battleship and that are launched. Yeah. Long range rockets and, and missiles. And instead of fuel, they were full of water. What are they um, trying to drown them? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's just water balloons. They're just, Boy, we got them balloons. wet. Yeah. Right. It's the super soaker army. And on top of that, wow. this is even worse. The, the, the missile silos that they have across the country um, many of the doors were welded shut or don't have lift mechanisms in them at all. They would have to physically, people would have to run out, attach chains to them, and multiple people would have to pull these, like with trucks or something, pull these this is like what I doors open. It's uh, like, and and literally that's why, it, you know, obviously they're, these guys were skimming money off stuff and, and mm. the, the local provincial governments were in charge of, you know, setting up some of these construction projects. But that ended up, I mean, that it sounds like something that they would pawn off to Russia. I wouldn't doubt it if Russia got shipments of missiles or rockets where they literally were like, leaking and like this well, is it's like the german torpedoes in the beginning of world war ii you know they'd send them out the torpedoes and go out you don't know which way they go and if they did hit their target the best thing you'd hear was a thud you know what i mean well, mm-hmm. a lot of them didn't work so right. um but i mean uh, russia has locked mm-hmm. up a few of their uh, missile designers as well uh, if mm-hmm. i'm not wrong i don't know if it was the kinzal yeah, missile absolutely. or which one it was but they they the arrested Kinzone. a couple of yeah. their yeah. And um, well, because they but, they, I mean, they like claim the, movie, the interview hell, it's like like yeah. the movie the interview where they go to North Korea and the North Koreans put on this show to make it look like their grocery stores are packed with stuff, mm. and then he actually goes in the grocery store and it's like just a, a, a wooden cardboard painting with a bunch of you know looks like fruit on it, and you tip it over and there's nothing there in the store. It's just a, a fake storefront. That's what China is. I feel like you know what I mean. They're right. They're, they're, out, outwardly they love to portray that their military is incredible, but if you've ever watch their military training videos shouldn't take you very long to tell that they're not very great i mean do they have elite squads i'm sure that are well trained and know what the hell they're doing of course but on the whole do they have the resources the technology the uh uh, the amount of weaponry that they would need for an army of their size i mean carriers that they had it's it's, yeah there's a lot of evidence they're not i want to say that there's 11 super carriers in the world and america has nine of them and the other two are chinese uh, that are in active use or whatever. One of them used to be a hotel and one of them is brand new and they don't even have, they they built it so that their new jets could take off from it. The old jets don't. So it can only launch the jets they haven't finished designing yet. And they're both that, diesel. They're, yeah, yeah. And they're, yes, and they're both diesel. Yeah. It's for show. It's for and show. And one of them had a giant crack in the, in the runway um, but right before the ramp, which is not a good sign because it has one of those ramping fronts and it, there was right. a giant crack the in the British center of it. Areas. It caught fire while they, right before their ceremony to show it off. 
And again, because of the one child policy, you've got, you know, decades of people only having one child and that being a boy and that boy being treated like a prince and, mm. you know, and kind of thinking the, you know, the sun shines out of his backside. And and you don't, that's not the kind of kid who wants to be sent off to war. And, if, and you don't send your only kid off to war if you're if you need him, if he's your retirement plan. Because that's what most of the time kids are in those, you know, especially in the rural areas of China. Your kid is your retirement plan. He'll keep working. So you don't once you can't anymore. And even taking their lies about their population into account, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't need to exaggerate your your population to the extent that they do if you really were strong behind the scenes. I mean, there's a reason people lie. They don't lie because they have the goods. They lie because they don't have the goods. Right. That's why Trump talk that's the way trump talks all the time like that's that's why he has to talk about how rich he is and and defend it all the time because he clearly is not um this is a uh, you know we got to take a break and and then we're going to try and get into a a little bit of a happy ending about a couple of things because there there has been a a couple of you know certainly the u.s uh jobs figures are annoying the heck out of just tomorrow morning i i get to watch maria bartiromo be apoplectic It is oh, so beautiful to watch. Watching them sweat it out. Larry Kudlow, so, aged about oh, 10 years. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Oh. Just, oh, yeah. It was like he was beaten with the bourbon stick. It was just like, there's like yeah. something bad in here some, 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 somewhere. Um, we'll be back and right now. Like, he was really stuff. talking yeah. like he was going to go back and find a way where it didn't really, where it wasn't really as positive. Not really as good. Not I'll really. have to go back right. and look at the numbers because a lot of them were, I don't know if you said restaurant jobs. Soft. I believe. He was talking yeah. about right, oh. right. Uh, oh wait, government the government jobs, fifty seven thousand jobs, jobs, and and um, like you know restaurant. Like, uh, I yeah. forget what they call that. Uh, yeah, re- uh, yeah. It was uh, like like uh, le- not leisure jobs, but yeah, leisure. You know, yeah, leisure. Yeah, leisure jobs. Well, so we got to take like, a break. Yeah, we're we're trying to back. make it seem like that. Oh, sorry. Can I tell you something about? We got to take a break. Well, when we come back, and I tell you something about those government jobs, I found out a little Heck something yeah. about those government jobs. We'll be back right after this. All right. I am happy, you are happy, let us be happy together, whether the weather is cloudy or sunny. I will always be a funny honey bunny. I am lucky, you are lucky, let us get lucky together, whether the weather is cloudy or breezy. I'll be there to say, hey, come on, let's take it easy. Because isn't it nice to have the friends that you do? And isn't it nice that the sky is so blue? And isn't it nice to say I love you, chugga chugga choo choo, woo I am smiling, you are smiling, let us smile together, whether the weather is cloudy or stormy, I will still be there in the morning, I'll be right by your side in the morning, I'll make you breakfast in the morning, I hope that you like cereal. Yay! Let me me tell you this, like, right out of the gate, Um, there's a, you know, I try not to have my good news in bad news, you know, I try to just have it be kind of standalone, but can I just... Can I, can I just enjoy the fact that while Biden was giving a speech yesterday about the importance of protecting democracy and supporting our allies and all that kind of stuff, great speech. Great speech. Really, great speech. yeah, like strong, determinative. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, he almost swore at just the right point, it seems. <laughs> um, while he was doing that, uh, Donald Trump was in, uh, where was he? He was in Mason City, Iowa. Student Center. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was well, the was second in one. Center, and then he did them both right. in the same day because they were. He's two doing little, two today too. Yeah, two gymnasium gatherings. Right. The first and, place had two hundred and fifty people. Hell. Yeah. People. So it didn't work. Hey, hey. They had an almost billion dollar cost overrun 
on the magnetic elevators. Think of it, magnets. Now, all I know about magnets is this. Give me a glass of water. Let me drop it on the magnets. That's the end of the magnets. Why didn't they use John Deere? Why didn't What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's electromagnetic. Drop a glass of water on yeah. magnets, and he's uh, talking about yeah. electromagnetic. He doesn't yeah, even know yeah, the difference between the two, right? But I'm a hundred percent up here. Uh, I feel I'm better than I was 25 years ago. I think I'd know it. I think I'd know it. I really maybe, maybe, you, know, maybe you know it, but you don't want to know it. You know that could be also like that. But I think I'd know it. You know when you say, "You think you know." You think he'd know? No, no, I really, I gotta say, no, I, I don't think, I don't think he would at He's all. He's the only guy in the world that thinks a little bit of water is gonna take down a $10 billion aircraft carrier, which also happens to be a ship on the water. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. He's telling the Navy guys about the dangers of water, like, leaks, spillage. But in all seriousness, like, how dangerous is it him f- to go out and tell everybody where the, where the storage yeah. for the ammunition is? Underneath yeah, he said tower. this. He said they moved the a- ammo storage underneath the tower on the new ship. He Great. said now it Now everybody out loud. knows exactly where the ammo is stored on our brand new aircraft carrier right. if anything were to happen. You know what I mean? Like, how ridiculous is that? Right. Yeah, and the again the idea that now we got what it, what do you think it cost us? What do you think maybe a hundred million dollars to revamp the the system where where they store the ammunition? They literally move it to another place just because that's now a known problem. Right, not exactly. that anybody's right. going to get close enough to hit one of those things because they got you know seven battleships around them most of the time. Yeah. And then as, he's talking you know, about where the has anybody ever been on one? Has any anybody ever I been have, on an aircraft? I have been on a pox one. Mm-hmm. They're crazy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. crazy how how huge it's a it's a it's a city. Take the Empire State Building, turn it on its side, put it in right. the water. It's yeah. crazy. And the Gerald yeah. Ford is just like it, uh, on steroids yeah. compared to all the other. It's like uh, the Sears Tower. Yeah, right. It's like the yeah. Sears Tower floating. Yeah. But in all seriousness, uh, like you know, him talking about the placement of the bridge and where you know where the where the bridge should be and how it's going to make it tough for the pilots to land because it's so far back. It's like I think we can leave that up to the qualified pilots right. that actually yeah. pilot the planes to determine. I'm sorry, and, and and that he thinks this is something that never occurred to anyone. That's it was fun. You ever meet those folks? That come up to the people who uh, I'm sure we've all experienced yeah. it yes. in our own yeah. places of work, especially when you're doing manual labor, <laughs> I have found, who come up and start second guessing what you're doing when they have no idea, A, how mm-hmm. any of what yep. you're doing works at all and how you mm-hmm. got to the position you're in or how, you know. Again, well, what the finished I, I bought, product should look like. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. They don't even know what the puzzle box looks like. And they're like, I don't know. I think this piece, these pieces are all wrong. These pieces are. Yeah. I, are you, you sure know, that's yeah. right? I think this is where Boston Brian and I probably had a similar moment. I'm sure he's had more of them than I have. When I helped rebuild uh, Project Angel Foods kitchen and I installed their sink and they had the old one in there and the water like had leaked for so long that the wood underneath it had rotted away and I could literally scoop it with my hands. I did that literally. Yeah. Same claw. exact thing. I swear to God. Leak oh. under a sink for years and years and years. Never been taken yeah. care of. Everything was like crumbly and gross. Yeah. And everybody's a plumber. At, when you go to somebody's house, yeah. no matter yeah. what, they are a qualified plumber. So I think just that's, make- uh, you know, they stand behind you doing the neck scratch. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, maybe, uh, 
Have you tried a 216 or a 530? Yeah. I thought maybe run it past the dishwasher would be helpful. At least I have a flashlight so I can yell at you. Yeah, I right. know that you're a heart surgeon, but I've seen an awful lot of Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy, <laughs> right? Yeah, I can tell you, I you're cutting the wrong aorta. Yeah, right. Sir, yeah. I'm not a plumber, but I did watch this old house this morning. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I did my own renos. That backsplash, that was all me. So, yeah. Well, we um, laugh. We laugh, but this is the commander in chief. You're right. You're 100% let, correct. Let, but that's, I had this guy when I was installing nice. this thing and I was, I literally had to scoop all this and it was septic. It was so disgusting. Like it was mm-hmm. obviously moldy. I probably took three years off my life doing this thing and I'm under there and I've, and I've got to unhook everything. And I'm, and this guy's standing behind me and my friend was standing next to me. He didn't know the guy standing next to him was my friend. And he goes, look at this mess he's making. <laughs> right. That was the guy's response to me, like fixing for free. I was a volunteer. Have you record. ever heard that? Th- Things have to get worse before they get better. Get you know better, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Especially when you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, my man. Right, you'd think. <laughs> and in this particular instance, I was I was like hand scooping rotten eggs for this dude for free. And Not all. Like, thank yeah. you so much for doing that disgusting job. That's that you're who Trump doing. is. Trump is the guy who yep. walks up. I know more than the generals. Where where's this guy? And that's where we got the whole like literally. Uh, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit in our last couple of minutes about, uh, you know, to some extent, the the Iran Russia matrix that's been happening on happening a little bit. And the idea that um, there was an explosion at the uh, grave site of Qasem Soleimani that everybody was blaming on Russia or saying the U.S. did or funded or pushed behind. And turns out Iran it was right. ISIS. It, was, oh, yeah, it turned sure. out to be Islamic State in the Kharasant. Right, uh, ISK, which is ISIS's group over there, Same which I thought responsible for the attack on Af- uh, on the Afghanistan. Us control, in Afghanistan. Mm. That's right. Yeah, um, but Donald Trump did erase and, and got eliminate one hundred percent of ISIS. One hundred percent. He got rid of one hundred percent of these folks who are now not one hundred percent gone and just attacked Iran. Maybe they just thinks- weren't part of the caliphate. Maybe these people because he said he he got he eliminated one hundred percent of the ISIS caliphate. So maybe right. these people just aren't involved in the caliphate. Want a um, quick story? Want a real quick yes. story? Yeah. Uh, so when I was working for Fox News, uh, one of the worst periods Boo. of my professional life. Oh, Boo. Wow. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hated. Was very unhappy and a yeah. terrible employee. I was a terrible employee. They were absolutely mm-hmm. right to fire me. I was miserable. But one of the one of one of those always decking in in Sean Hannity's private well, bathroom. Well, wow. just sitting there, just sitting there, going, you know, this this is rubbish. This Saran wrapping the urinals. Yeah. I, but we did. I went to Syria. I went to Syria for the last uh, attack on the caliphate uh, at mm-hmm. Homs, and mm-hmm. I was I was I was directly told by New York. Not to say that that it was the last stand of ISIS, that it was the last territorial stand of ISIS, mm-hmm. because they wanted to they wanted to be able to keep ISIS in the news cycle. So they, this, right. they it was the only time that ever happened in my professional career that I had an mm. editor, a news editor, calling me up and telling me what I was supposed to report. Unbelievable. Right. And how to say it, shape shaping the language. Yeah, because you don't want to. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want a mid-season no, finale at the end. Exactly you know, before right. the season, it. You know, you yeah, save right. October that's a moneymaker. That's, right. that's a moneymaker. That's that that'll scare you know the Korean War veteran that uh, is waiting for the depends commercial between the A block and the B block of news. And, do you uh, can't take that away. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, do you so, cap? We, my cap is. They self-lubed cats. 
make it may, way easier to accept Fox News. I don't even have to listen to the show anymore. I, get I don't get bruises on my tip no more. No, you're right. <laughs> but can I just Horrifying. say that the Biden speech yeah. yesterday was amazing, and you can tell yeah, it was yeah, amazing was because Donald Trump references it in his speech and tries to make it seem like it wasn't a great speech. When Donald Trump right. comes out and tells you, oh, he's stuttering through it, he couldn't find the exit, even though that's all See, fake videos. You are going to watch it. And, and it's like, you know, Donald Trump just doesn't know what it's like to have friends, actual friends around the stage, and when you're done speaking, right. want to actually communicate with those friends and Right. I, and shake hands and maybe they're on this side of the stage but the exit that i'm leaving is on this side so i walk this way i say hi to people how you doing over there okay you know when do i do i go over here and if you look at the people speaking at a lot of these speeches they do the same thing when they're done at their speeches they're like you know they look right they look left you know you get into your moment in the speech you don't always remember which way you came in the stage you know there's sometimes right. multiple exits and you don't know which way they want you to go you know sometimes it's or just they the sat thing. your family while you were up there and you 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 want to walk off the stage and go sit with your family now that your part's over and watch the rest of it and so they you know they go over there and like no no come back this way and so they turn back around or you see somebody you didn't know was there and right. you do the like what you he's know also what just a, did, he's what, also just a human be- a personable right. human being right who actually wants to engage with the, the electorate well, if you reference I real mean, things geez. fine but i got in an argument with a guy yesterday that was telling me about the the fake video of of biden when he's reading the teleprompter and he starts reading like, you know, how they tell you the movements that you're supposed to do in between what you're saying, like, you know, mm-hmm. exit stage left, as, as an example. Yeah. Like, so there's a, a fake AI video of Joe Biden reading, you know, the 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 uh, the prompts mm-hmm. that he's supposed to be given in right. order to do what he's doing on stage. And it's not real. And this kid is basing his whole judgment of Argument. Joe Biden off of this fake video that never, ever took place. It does not happen. Right. You know what I mean? Well, that's going to be the concern going in, through the year, and, and certainly Russia will have its play in, in AI videos putting oh, yes, through. I think well, what you're going to see isn't you're going right. to. I think they're going to. We're at the end of the show, but I think you're going to see people like um, blowing that early, and and then by the time we get around to what would be an October surprise this time, nobody's going to take any October surprise at all seriously anywhere. Like the October surprise. Right died at the fake Hunter Biden laptop, but it's definitely not going to work from now on because but everybody's going to go. Point? Yeah. You know, is that well, the whole no, point? Because, because yeah. when Donald, when stuff comes up on Donald Trump, you know, you don't, you, you, you're going to, you're going to just dismiss everything instead of, you know, uh, you that, know, thinking that, critically but, about what it is. But you can't fake a conviction in a court of law. And that's his big problem. We'll see <laughs> you next week. Thanks. The Russians Brian. will be there. Thanks. Thanks guys. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. Chat room. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.